Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. This is Priority Status with J Public Relations. Um, I am your host for today's podcast episode. This is Amy Ogden, Senior Vice President of Brand Development at JPR. And just want to start by saying thank you so much for tuning in. We're really, really excited about this podcast. Priority Status is a place to share insight, innovation, and trend setting in all things luxury travel, tourism, experiences. Um, and I'm really excited about today's uh, episode. Uh, with me here in the JPR New York office, face to face, is um, one of my favorite people. This is Kirkland Shave. Kirkland is program director and lead guide at Mountain Trek. And um, I've known Kirkland for a couple of years, and I'm uh, I'm gonna gonna guinea pig myself and actually go to Mountain Trek this July and experience it for one week. Um, and I'll let Kirkland explain what Mountain Trek is in a moment. But this is really cool and a really unique opportunity. He's in New York a couple of times a year, and so when I heard Kirkland was going to be here just a few hours ago, I scooped him up and said, "Can I can I have 20 minutes of your time?" So Kirkland, welcome. Thank you, Amy. I'm really happy to be here in the beautiful JPR office. We're thrilled to have you. Um, I gave a, a very brief intro, but Kirkland, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about what Mountain Trek is? Absolutely. Um, I started working with Mountain Trek about 10 or plus, 10 plus years ago as a hiking guide and a yoga instructor. And then the original owner wanted to create a health program um, primarily around weight loss. And so she got myself a dietitian and a kinesiologist. And I took, I was a life coach, so I took on the stress side of things. And we built a weight loss program around the year 2000, just as obesity was hitting the media. And we quickly realized that it's not really about weight. It's about lifestyle. And as more and more research has come out over the last 10 years, we're learning it's about hormones and it's about metabolism and it's about what choices we make day to day that sets up whether we fit our clothes too tightly or not and whether we have energy to do the best we can as a, a mother or a worker or a friend. And so our program at Mountain Trek is basically a hiking focused for cardiovascular fitness, yoga enriched, detoxification-supported health program. We do organic, calorie-controlled spa cuisine, and we uh, turn the Wi-Fi off at 10 o'clock at night, and we pull out wine and caffeine and sugar and all the inflammatory, inflammatory foods, and we basically take people back to their optimal original state without all of the lifestyle accoutrements we all incorporate just to survive right now. That's that's a good overview. Mountain Track is is typically a seven day intensive retreat experience, and it's it's mostly in British Columbia, Canada, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Our, our lodge is in British Columbia, Canada, in a little mountain town called Nelson on a hundred mile long lake divided by two giant mountain ranges. So we're hiking in pristine forest four hours a day. We're in a yoga studio that looks across the lake and mountains and catch in the morning sunrise every day. And it's um, very natural, pristine. And in a way, Amy, it's like the old spas of Europe where people leave the city, 
They go away for a seven-day break. And in Germany, people actually get this as part of their Medicare. And you drop into nature, you walk in clean air, and you drink clean water, and you eat clean food, and you forget about your responsibilities and drop into yourself for a week. You get pampered with some massage or some naturopathic treatments or mineral hot springs, and then you come back rejuvenated and refreshed and usually about 10 years younger. Wow, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to do it. Um, A typical guest, when they show up, if you had to pinpoint two or three main findings of most people the day they arrive, what what are those couple of things that you can immediately go... Okay, most people, I don't I don't know how to say this quite, but like they carry too much of this or they're, you know, they need to get rid of that. What are the themes that many people show up exhibiting? Ironically, most people come because they're uncomfortable in their body. That's the conscious tipping point where they they feel like they're off track and they need that little reboost or reboot or rebalancing. But once they're there in the program, they realize that they're actually carrying grief that's unresolved or they've just finished a giant project where they've been working you know 80 hours a week or Mm -hmm. their parent just passed away or something's happened in their life and they they know that they're off track but they get to touch into those other things beyond the body shape size potency vitality and they come through renewed like we thought at first it was all about calories in and calories out, and right. we know now it's not. Our, our guests are urban, corporate, highly professional people from all over North America. New York happens to be our number one city, and everybody now, since really the recession, is living such a fast-paced, inundated, informationally inundated life, traveling tons, The average person does not work a nine-to-five job in the office anymore. And so people are coming in drained and are coming in um, with lack of sleep. So I'd say the top three things, going back to your question, Amy, would be underneath everything is stress. And with that stress, we have elevated stress hormones, and those elevated stress hormones crush our sleep hormones. They increase our appetite and cravings for certain foods like carbs, and they throw our, our maybe our gut flora off, and then we end up being bloated or carrying too much water in our belly, and then, and then we're upset because we're not fitting our clothes, so then we might start to drink two glasses of wine at night, and, and the cycle goes on of almost coping rather than living with full vitality, and so... Our MO is to help people come back to that full vitality. Got it. That's, yeah, I th- you know, and I think about that, like it's, it's awesome for a corporate CEO in New York City to have the time and the funds to go away for a week and dedicate themselves to this. What does the person who's listening who doesn't have the time or the funds to take a week off and do this, what could they weave into their daily life? Let's start with what they put into their body. What could we be putting into our bodies or minds more on the daily within our daily lives? Okay. First and foremost, 
our program is built on an anthropological overview of how humans have lived for millennia. And we've looked at how we lived as foragers and hunters and gatherers and farmers and when did we go to sleep at night and when, what meals did we eat and which meals had the largest portion or not. How much did we snack or how much did we sit down as a family communal meal. There's so many things we've deviated in this modern post-industrial technological culture we're in right now that were normal patterns that optimized our health that we want to recoup those. So the first thing that you want to do is put something in your mouth within 30 minutes of waking up. Okay. Because if you skip breakfast, you go into an internal micro fast, actually a famine. So within 30 minutes of within, waking up, with, we should eat something. Within 30 minutes of arising out of the bed. Okay. You and, and it should have protein. Okay. And then ideally it has a spectrum of plant material. So it could be a smoothie. Okay. Or it could be a bowl with, uh, you know, unrefined carbs. Which maybe like a steel cut steel oats. Steel cut oats. Okay. And then maybe A couple of some, scrambled eggs. Maybe you have some eggs for protein or okay. maybe you just put nuts and seeds on the bowl sure. of granola because that's all you have time for. Okay. And then maybe you covered it with a variety of fruits and then maybe a bit of yogurt for bacteria. But And then maybe you pour on a little bit of 369 omega oil or you put that in your smoothie or you put that over the spinach that your poached egg is sitting on. Okay. So it could it doesn't have to be or look a particular way. In fact, variety is the best thing, and we're in the luxury right now of this world that we can have variety. So 30 and minutes from waking, you're going to have a protein-based, healthy Protein breakfast. included. Pro protein included, thank plant, you. Healthy yes. breakfast. Lots of plant, either veggie okay. or fruit, and some complex carbs because okay. the brain needs some carbs to run. Sure. So you get that kickstart. Okay. And then every three-ish hours, you're going to want something else. So maybe you have that at 6.30, you get to work, and then you're going to maybe have a piece of fruit and some a piece of cheese or some um, veggie sticks and some hummus. And then you're going to have a lunch. And if you're a farmer, breakfast would be your biggest meal. Right. And then lunch would be your second biggest meal. And dinner would be the third. Okay. For us, managing blood sugars and managing the hormone insulin is the most potent thing we can do ultimately for our health so that we become calorie burners rather than calorie stores. Okay. Then after that, it's about getting as much plant variety as possible and ideally a bit of protein at every meal. So at Mount Trek, we feed everybody six times a day. Every, every meal has some protein. And then most of all of our meals is entirely plant. Doesn't mean we don't eat steak, but we probably only have a four or five ounce piece. And sure. so, you know, right now there's so many fads. It's, um, and we're segmenting diets to sell something. So either everybody should be a vegan or everybody should be um, in a ketogenic diet or a, a paleo or everybody should either be soul cycling or everybody should only do CrossFit. Right. And, and these trends that we jump on um, miss the middle road. And I would say that mountain trek is more the middle road. I like that actually feels pretty doable as mm -hmm. well. So, we, so we've talked about what goes in. Let's talk about what goes out. How I, you mentioned at the start of this, a lot of people show up just holding on to grief, stress, other factors. Um, let's talk about releasing things like tension, grief, stress. 
self-care is something, I think it's the undercurrent of why people travel, it's why people want luxury, it's why people want a break from work, it's because we're not doing it enough on a daily level. If we could take time and orchestrate in our, our day in a way where we're managing the output and the recentering or inputting, we probably wouldn't be craving so many things other than for adventure, you could say. So I, I strongly believe in meditation, and I think even just five minutes a day of sitting quietly and just either looking at a candle flame or, or just noticing your breathing in and out, um, just to still the mind is super potent. And it's the root, ultimately, of then making change in your life. Once right. we can notice how the mind works and we still our thoughts a little bit, then we can start to notice, notice what we're obsessed about, what we're desiring, why, why we are compulsed about certain things or foods or activities. I feel like we hear a lot about the meditation apps. I mean, Headspace really changed the game when it came to meditation apps. How do you feel about meditation apps? I think as a starting point, it's fantastic because it's increasing the consciousness towards mindfulness in the world. But most meditation apps are, are directed. So you could say they often sit in a place where a person is being directed um, to use their mind rather than listen to their internal roommate. And until we take space in our life to notice how busy that internal roommate is and all the incessant discussions and offerings. a lot offerings. of chatter. There's so much discussion going <laughs> so on in chatter, there. So much chatter, yeah. So there's somebody you kind of want to evict sometimes because they're so busy. <laughs> um, that's the part that we have to have some silence for. Okay. So it's actually, I, I like that too, because I've tried both. I've tried the meditation apps. I'm admittedly not, a, not a, meditation is not my first go-to. I'll go to yoga before meditation, but one of the things I really want to do more of this year is meditate because of all of the, the restorative properties. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, meditation isn't the only thing. Sure. I mean, a massage. Yeah. What I'm, actually, what I want to say, I'm going to give you five tips that will lower the stress hormone cortisol. Okay, let's go. Number one, look into an animal's eyes, a pet, for five minutes. It used to be you had to pat the animal, you had to right. stroke it. Now just simply looking in their eyes for five minutes, cortisol measurably drops. And the feel-good hormones, the neurotransmitting hormones of dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin start to bathe the brain, and we get this momentary break from the vigilant, diligent, highly focused state that cortisol puts our mind under. Two, do something creative for 20 minutes. So you know that zone you get in when you're just yes. making a beautiful meal or arranging flowers or writing a poem for your mother on Mother's Day where time disappears and you're in that flow state, yes. that groove, that's the same feel-good hormones. Number three, get touched. A 20-minute massage, same thing. Cortisol crashes and the feel-good hormones flood. Number four, go into nature. It's been proven even somebody who has a window where they can see the sky in their office has lower cortisol levels than somebody who doesn't. But if you can go into nature where you're employing your five senses, it's not just visual, but you're noticing the sun on your left cheek and the smell of the flowers as you're walking by, you're picking up as many details as possible, same measurable results. And number five, do something that links the mind and the body in the present moment. So that could be meditation. 
That could be Tai Chi. That could be yoga or Qigong. It could be rock climbing. Yeah. But it, it needs to be something that you kind of ritualize into a practice. And then you're self-caring. You're getting these five things woven through your week or your day. So you, just, you weave that. You look an animal in the eyes and you, you, and you do something creative and you're in nature. and Okay. And just continually weaving those into your consciousness and your day. Absolutely. Now, you could take ashwagandha every day to support as a adaptogen. Wait, so what's, what's ashwagandha? Wait, what's ashwagandha? Ashwagandha is an Indian ginseng. Oh, but there's okay. a bunch of, so, so I'm just picking that. No, a, yeah. But there's, there's certain pills you could take or there's certain herbs you could take. Um, I just mentioned an adaptogen. Those things help when we're in a critical time, but when we have to manage the ups and downs of stress on an ongoing basis, right. we really have to come back to self-care in practicing to include these things that I just talked about. Okay, that, that actually well brings up two questions. You've mentioned cortisol a lot. Cortisol is a stress hormone, correct? Yes. And tell our listeners a bit about how cortisol affects the body and the mind. The cortisol is produced in the adrenal glands. They sit on top of our kidneys. And cortisol is released when information comes into the subconscious part of our brain through our, our senses or our mind. It could be even through the way we're thinking, or it could be through physical sensations through the nervous system. Like, say, we've eaten something that is inflaming our intestinal tract. That increases a stress response. Our survival mechanisms get released. And the courier or agents for change in the systems to cope with that stress is one of the stress hormones is cortisol. Okay. And it's probably the most potent um, hormone in the body in positive and negative ways. But it's meant to rise and lower like all our hormones throughout the day. Cortisol, you could say, is our rooster hormone. It wakes us up in the morning. And if we're functioning kind of regularly, we don't need coffee because cortisol peaks somewhere between 6 and 10 in the morning. But... Ironically, coffee or even any caffeine will, for about 35% of the population, stimulate even more cortisol. Hmm. Now, what cortisol does, you could say, in a survival, fight, flight, and freeze stress state is it makes us sharp. It, it, it opens up our eyes. We, we notice details. We're super present. We're super alert and vigilant. But if we stay like that all day and all night, we crush melatonin, our sleep hormone. We start to absorb progesterone midlife as a woman and turn it into cortisol, throwing off our sex hormones. Okay. We end up stealing thyroid hormones, and everything goes off. So if we can't have a rise and fall of cortisol, the, the ripple effect is that we go out of balance with all of our systems. And it's supposed to come to its lowest by, you know, 5 to 8 o'clock at night so that melatonin peaking around 8 o'clock at night lures us to bed. But if we're looking at a, the backlight of a screen in the white-blue color spectrum, mimicking the dawn to noon light atmosphere color, that's triggering cortisol again. So our lifestyle choices is what's putting cortisol out of balance. Okay. And you, you mentioned something earlier about um, taking some sort of a supplement or aid. How do you feel about... Um, stress reduction aids or supplements, or I mean, I, I would guess that diet and lifestyle are the first choice. Um, uh, for me, it's but a lot like, of people do rely to, on these. Go to the root of the problem first. Okay. 
is am I in a project that I know, in, am I in a big merger? And is that merger gonna be over in 10 days? And am I gonna be like a super athlete and, or a marathoner and just right. give it my best for those 10 days or that 26 miles and go under stress and then know I'm gonna recover? If that's finite, that's fine. Because stress is actually healthy in finite amounts. Sure. But if I'm living a life out of balance where I'm constantly adrenalized, then it doesn't matter what supplement I take. It doesn't matter what I do. I have to get my lifestyle back into balance. And that goes back to those five little self-care tips I gave you. Right. What could I do when I come home? Instead of going right back to checking my email, I'm going to sit down with my cat and I'm just going to pat her and just look her in the eyes and just take a moment and get my cortisol down. Really good. So as we, as we start to wrap this up, a lot of our listeners work in the hotel space. We, we have owners of hotels, um, directors, management, and, and many people in, in travel in hotels, I should say, but travel in general. How can, say someone's listening and they run a luxury hotel, how can they take some of these lifestyle elements and weave them into their guest experience in a way that feels authentic? I'm noticing definitely over the last five years that all boutique and luxury hotels are really moving in to incorporate the wellness factor of life and the pampering, which I include as self-care, really, into it. So That's the touch. It is. A lot of the yeah, touch, so yeah. there could be, there's being massage offered now, there's mm-hmm. being essential oils offered, there's being um, a smoothie given to you. There's all kinds of lifestyle things. It's getting better and better. And I just applaud all of those hotels and um, and spas that are offering more and more self-care to people. It's just raising the bar for everybody to just take a bit more of a moment to take care rather than just being on the treadmill and pushing themselves to do their best with at, at all cost. And so um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep Keep doing the little things that make somebody take a pause. It's about the pause. When we pause, we have a breath. We have a chance to notice what we're what we're experiencing, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. And then we can become curious as to why we're making choices in our life. And that's the root of making change. We have to notice, become curious, and then ask ourselves, do I want to make a different choice? Do I, instead of reaching for Ben and Jerry's with my Netflix tonight, what if I just massage my wife's shoulders instead while we watch a bit? Very good. We love to give our listeners insider tips and things nobody knows. What, if you could just end us with what's one thing nobody knows about wellness or what's one insider tip that isn't common knowledge when it comes to self-care and wellness? What's something that might surprise people? I think as the world through globalization is becoming more and more urban, we're looking to be over 60% in the next 15 years that nature is getting underrated. And even walking down, I was in Washington DC yesterday, and just walking under the cherry blossoms, and then just listening to a couple of sparrows flit from tree to tree, slowing down my pace enough to just bring my sensory awareness opening. Because typically when I come to a city, everything shuts down. The speed, the noise, the inundation of sound and sight is almost too much. And I see this in our guests when they come. It takes about three to four days of being of hiking, four hours a day, before they start to even lift their head. 
and notice a bird or smell the tree bark as they walk by. But if we can practice that every day, even in the city, there is little moments of nature in the city that is going to keep balancing everything out because it goes through the nervous system into the brain. It releases the correct hormones. We lower that cortisol and we have moments of pleasure, of beauty, of, of connection. And we all need that. Thank you. Kirkland, I've loved this. I'm sure our listeners have as well. Your voice is just like a meditation session. <laughs> um, if, uh, if anyone who's listening wants to know more about Mountain Trek, where can they go? It's an easy website to check out. It's just www.mountaintrek.com. And yeah, we have a, a very easy navigatable website. And it's in a most pristine, beautiful place in the world. I can't Welcome wait to, to visit. I can't wait to visit. Well, thank you again for your time. And listeners, as always, thank you for being a part of Priority Status. And um, until next time, travel elevated. <laughs>